0: In this episode. And the wonderful Epictetus said, quote, He is a wise man who does not grieve for the things which he has not, but rejoices for those which he has. End quote. Learn to perform practical lessons so that you can immediately learn to optimize your health, happiness, and performance. As always, I like to start off each episode with an expression of gratitude to someone or something that has really improved my life. Today, I would like to give thanks to life, everything in life. This includes health, my family, my friends, the ability to travel and have new experiences, opportunities for the future, opportunities for the present, just my overall life and the freedoms and luxuries that we have and certainly that I have being born in the 21st century and living in a first world country and all of the luxuries and blessings that I am so grateful for. It is hard to put them all into a single little note, so I'm just going to say, in general, today, I am grateful for life. And I hope that, after listening to this episode, everyone that listens is grateful for life as well. Now, the word gratitude actually has a lot of different meanings, and it is very difficult for some people to define, although we generally have a consistent collective identity of what the word means. But in one 2010 paper that attempted to define gratitude, there is one clinical definition that seems to be used a lot, and it is that, quote, Gratitude is the appreciation of what is valuable and meaningful to oneself. It is a general state of thankfulness and or appreciation, end quote. So in many ways, when you're grateful, you are literally turning up the volume on happiness and turning down the volume on sadness or depression. From religious figures to philosophers to modern-day thought leaders and scientists, gratitude has strongly been promoted as a path to a better life. So what's the bottom line? Gratitude can help remove stress and help you be happier by 1. Bringing you to the present moment 2. Shifting your perspective and 3. Changing your brain structure Number 1. Bringing you to the present moment This section is about what we have right now, who we are right now our unique combination of strengths weaknesses characteristics goals dreams memories emotional wounds and everything else this is us today right now in this moment this is real and this is true and most of all this is perfect let's take time to observe the world around us and reflect where we are right now in this moment This perspective is largely promoted by a lot of different philosophies. For example, Stoic philosophy, which I'm a very big supporter of, and I did an entire episode on episode three, but also in many religions and many spiritual practices in which the emphasis is to avoid attaching ourselves to the past or attaching ourselves to the future, but rather accepting the present moment as something that is perfect and as something that is a blessing and something that we should enjoy fully. To build off this, I want to start talking about the book The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, which is a fantastic book that dives into the value of being present in the present moment and has been coined as a guide to spiritual enlightenment. To build on this idea, I want to read something that Tolle says in the book, and he says, quote, The compulsive thinker, which means almost everyone, lives in a state of apparent separateness in an insanely complex world of continuous problems and conflict. A world that reflects the ever-increasing fragmentation of the mind. Enlightenment is a state of wholeness, of being at one, and therefore at peace. At one with life in its manifested aspect, the world, as well as your deepest self and life unmanifested, at one with being. End quote. One of the objectives with gratitude is to bring yourself to peace with everything that you have, to accept what you have and what you don't have, and be grateful for that, and find that inner peace. The idea is to become at one with everything that truly exists rather than wishing for something else, being a compulsive thinker about what could happen in the future or continually reflecting on problems that happened in the past. Those can't bring you peace in this moment, but gratitude, being grateful for what exists right now, that is the channel. So much of our frustration and pain lives in the past, but we need to realize that that is forever gone. Or, on the other hand, if you are like me, Most of your tension and anxiety may be worrying about the future. Yet neither of those exist. The only thing you ever have is the present. The past is gone forever. The future is never going to come. Tomorrow will never come. Even when the next day arrives, that's today. That will be right now. You will never be in the future. Through gratitude, through focusing your energy into every great thing that exists in your life right now, your health, your family, food on your plate, the ability to drink clean water, breathe fresh air whatever it is that you can be grateful for right now this can help you to dissociate with the self-constructed problems of the past and of the future keep in mind a brilliant quote from Seneca he says we suffer more in imagination than in reality this is so true for people that have a lot of anxiety and stress about the future we hypothesize situations and how everything could go right or how everything could go wrong And we spend all of our energy and emotions invested in this future that really doesn't exist. And 99% of the time, the potential issues or dreams that we think of don't actually happen or at least not in that exact form. But what we are doing is we are depriving ourselves of the energy in the present moment into who we truly are because we're investing it into something manifested and constructed and artificial in our brain. The power of now is that we have a choice. We can either choose to create more problems for ourselves and our mental health by obsessing with non-existent time frames, past or future, or we can choose to surrender to what's real and what exists right now. Eckhart Tolle says, quote, say yes to life and see how life suddenly starts working for you rather than against you, end quote. So this is the idea of gratitude. We want it to bring us to the present moment and enjoy and be peaceful with everything that exists right now. Number two. Shifting your perspective. Gratitude is an excellent way to shift our perspective from wanting more, craving more, or regretting the past, or being proud of the past, or being stuck in the past you could even say, to being grateful for what we have right now, and to being a lot more appreciative of the life that we have. At this time, it's easy for us to lose sight of that, especially in a pandemic, being stuck in your house, having a lot of normal luxuries and freedoms. Taken away as we are living in this new construct of society with a lot of unknown about what direction this may go in the future. And I have been doing this lots as well, where I will be frustrated with what exists, how it's not what it could be, or maybe what it should be. But when you begin to practice gratitude, when you begin to look at other situations and realize what we do have, life is pretty amazing. And now I'm going to pull from a few really, really extreme examples, but I hope that this does help to put some context. Because I know for me it certainly has helped. The first example I want to call upon is former neurologist, psychiatrist, philosopher, author, and Holocaust survivor, Viktor Frankl. Viktor Frankl was an Austrian doctor who spent about three years in Nazi concentration camps, including Auschwitz, for a long period of time. And he survived it. He was one of the people that made it through. And being a psychiatrist and a psychologist, he spent a lot of time assessing not only his own mental health and the situation, but also that of other camp prisoners. And after he got out, he wrote a book, one of many books, one in particular that has stood the test of time and has been a really eye-opening read for me was Man's Search for Meaning. And if you are looking for a book to put into context how great your life is, this is an excellent example. This was a very difficult book to read at sometimes. He does not spare any details. The objective for him is to try and write the book as objectively as possible not about exaggerating the situation not about condemning anyone involved purely objective saying this is what happened this is what i experienced this is what i saw this is how i felt in that moment and just trying to really really paint a picture of what life was like in a nazi death camp and then later he went on to be the founder of Logotherapy, therapy which is centered on the idea that having a purpose in life is the ultimate motivational force motivational enough to help someone overcome the experiences that he covered so if anyone is interested in that book i highly recommend it i just want to pull a couple examples to talk about how grateful we really are so there's two quotes i just want to read just to highlight this life situation that but like him were in and even today there are many people in similar situations there is still terror existing in the world so if you are listening to this podcast and you are not experiencing something like this you have a lot to be grateful for quote number one No one can imagine the relief that the siren can bring in such a situation. Not even a boxer who has heard the bell signifying the finish of a round and who is thus saved at the last minute from the danger of a knockout, end quote. And this is obviously referring to when they were out working long, long hours and it was when that siren finally went off that it was either time for lunch where they got their one little ration of bread or their one little ration of soup or that it was the end of their day. Just something as simple as that is the ultimate joy and that he was able to find gratitude in that moment. That is incredible. Second quote. We were grateful for the smallest of mercies. We were glad when there was time to delouse before going to bed, although in itself this was no pleasure, as it meant standing naked in an unheated hut where icicles hung from the ceiling. But we were thankful there was no air raid alarm during this operation and the lights were not switched off. If we could not do the job properly, we were kept awake half the night. End quote. Now, I should note that these two quotes that I read were a little bit focused on gratitude. But if you want to go through the book, I don't want to go into too much detail. The scenes and the horrors and the experiences that he describes are a thousand times worse than even just that little bit. And you can't even imagine. And when you go through, it really puts into context just how lucky a lot of us are, but also just how unlucky a lot of people in the world are that are dealing with things that are a lot worse. So if we have great things, we should identify them and be grateful for them but we should also make a commitment to trying to serve other people do the best we can to help alleviate some of the suffering that other people are experiencing today. Next up is ancient Stoic philosopher Epictetus, who was born into slavery, and at a young age he suffered a permanent disability. Yet despite that, he became one of the most influential philosophers of all time. And in his book, In Caridian, he talks about his philosophy on life, and so much of it is centered around the fact that you have the ability to determine your response to situations so that nothing in life is neither good nor bad. Everything is perfect. Everything is natural. Everything happens the way it is. And if we can learn to accept and appreciate and acknowledge that, perhaps, in other words, if we can just learn to be grateful for everything as it happens, we can be a lot happier. Take one quote, for example. He says, quote, Seek not that things which happen should happen as you wish, but wish the things which happen to be as they are, and you will have a tranquil flow of life. End quote. Bringing this into a modern context, problems and suffering aren't restricted to the past. Watch the news or log into your social media channels. Suffering, death, pain, and terror exists everywhere, and it will continue into the future. But if you have the ability to listen to this podcast, you are surely in a better situation than millions, probably billions of people. But if people like James Stockdale, who was a Vietnam prisoner of war, Victor Frankl as a Holocaust prisoner, and billions of other people throughout the world's history suffering far, far worse atrocities that we could ever imagine. If these people can still find a way to find joy in life and to overcome the harshest challenges, we can too. An important thing that we can do is to start putting things into perspective. Reflect on your life, acknowledge everything great you have, and practice gratitude. Number three, changing your brain structure. As discussed a lot in scientific literature and in a few previous episodes that I have done as well, neuroplasticity is this wonderful way that the brain responds to change and it literally changes itself. In fact, Norman Deutsch, he even says, quote, your thoughts can literally change the structure and function of the brain, end quote. So we know that the brain is malleable and it can be changed through thought and through function. Does that mean that practicing gratitude can change your brain structure and function? It turns out that there is a lot of evidence that yes, it can. One study in 2016 found that a willful and deliberate focus on one's good in life will shift the baseline temperament and increase feelings of well-being. However, they do note that this does require a deliberate practice. It's not enough to just be grateful for a couple seconds. It does take significant time and energy to make brain changes. But through yoga, meditation, and various forms of mindfulness and gratitude practices, it has been shown that brain activity slows down and negative thoughts are reduced. And another study, in 2019... 410 participants were evaluated to determine if a gratitude intervention, such as writing a gratitude journal once a day, could affect well-being and mental health. They determined that this intervention did manage to increase subjective happiness and life satisfaction while reducing depression symptoms. And how about another study? This one goes back to 2010, and this talks about the value of expressing gratitude in a relationship with a partner and the perception of the relationship's communal strength. This study was composed of three separate parts. In the first part, they found that expressing gratitude was positively associated with the perception of communal strength. So it's a little bit subjective, a little bit weak, but still showed a connection. In the second part, they found that expressing gratitude actually predicted increases in the expressor's perceptions of communal strength. So the person that actually expressed the gratitude. So at this point, both people involved in the relationship, the expressor of gratitude and the recipient of gratitude, both subjectively feel that their relationship is stronger. And finally, in the third part, there were participants that were assigned to express gratitude to a friend or three other control conditions that weren't explicitly expressing gratitude. And they found that the people that expressed gratitude also had higher levels of communal strength in their relationships. Obviously, there are a lot of limitations with studies like this. But again, there's more and more research starting to mount that just expressing gratitude, being grateful can change your brain structure. It can change your baseline happiness. It can change your baseline well-being and life satisfaction. Before we close off, let's just cover one more. There was another study in 2016 that found that a simple gratitude writing intervention, such as writing in a gratitude journal, was associated with greater neurosensitivity to gratitude lasting up to three months later. So there are potentially, through consistent gratitude practice, prolonged impacts on your brain and how you respond to life and situations and can associate with happiness and life satisfaction. So there's some exciting, exciting reasons to practice gratitude. Now, for my personal experience, practicing gratitude was one of the most powerful changes that I made in my life. And it all started when I read Meditations by Marcus Aurelius and really embraced the Stoic philosophy. And that was the beginning of a series of changes to my daily routine and my daily life processes that have greatly improved my subjective satisfaction of life. So again, I say subjective because it is very difficult to prove, but I definitely feel that since I have begun to practice more gratitude in my life, that I have a lot less stress and I feel a lot happier and I am a lot more excited about where I am and where I'm going. So after diving into Stoicism with meditations and Epictetus and Enchiridion, I started writing in a gratitude journal and I started doing daily writing. And so every single morning, now I should note that I took some time to tweak the gratitude journal and how I wanted to write it and what I wanted to do. And after experimenting for a few months, I came up with a framework that I like to use and I've continued using it for a long time now. So that is I write in my gratitude journal every morning, first thing when I wake up and every night, last thing before bed. Not a lot, just a little bit, but it's just enough. So in the morning, there are four things that I cover. Number one, I write things that I am grateful for. Number two, I write, how can I make this day great? Number three, who can I serve today? And number four, positive affirmations. And again, there's a lot of ways you can tackle that. That's just how I like to break it up. In the evening before bed, I start off by writing number one. Number one, the good deed I did today. Number two, a list of great things I experienced today. And number three, thoughts. And this can just be general expression and just let my mind clear whatever is going on inside. I find that works for me. There's a lot of different ways to do it. Something else that I also did to try and incorporate gratitude in my life was back when I was reading meditations, I realized that I wanted to create a set of guiding values. I needed a clear set of written and constructed guiding values. And I created my personal value statement. And I came up with the three most important values for my life. And they are gratitude, self-care, and service. Gratitude is the first and most important personal value. And I believe that it establishes the necessary grounds for everything else. Now, within gratitude, I broke that into three separate components that I try to focus on. Awareness, appreciation, and expression. So awareness is to stop, to slow down, to be present, to become aware of everything I feel, experience, and have. And it is merely just a non-judgmental assessment of my life in the present moment. Become aware of everything. And for those that have read The Alchemist, Paulo Coelho says, quote, When each day is the same as the next, it's because people fail to recognize the good things that happen in their lives every day that the sun rises, end quote. Moving on to the second point, appreciation. Once you have become aware of everything, it is then to fully appreciate, take time to meditate on the quality of my health, my life, my blessings. And this is also where my gratitude journal comes in. And I write down everyday things that I am grateful for, everyday things, great things that happen to me. And the wonderful Epictetus said, quote, He is a wise man who does not grieve for the things which he has not, but rejoices for those which he has, end quote. Finally, the third component that I really have tried to focus on more and more is expression. That is the outward expression, openly saying thank you to people, expressing gratitude, whether that is verbally, in person, or through text messages, or it could be through gifts. There are a ton of different ways to express gratitude or express love, but the actual expression side that it becomes something tangible that someone else can receive and that there can be those mutual feelings. That is important. And there is a quote from Henry Frederick Emile and he said, Quote, "Thankfulness is the beginning of gratitude. Gratitude is the completion of thankfulness. Thankfulness may consist merely of words. Gratitude is shown in acts." Quote. So that's a little bit about how I have learned to value gratitude and how I have begun to implement it. And now let's talk about what you can do. Going back to Holocaust survival Victor Frankl, he talks about that in the ongoing pursuit of happiness, optimism, faith, hope and love cannot be commanded or ordered. You can't command yourself to love or to have faith. But interestingly, in the modern world and the modern culture, there is a growing idea that we must command or train ourselves to be happy. Just be happy, we tell ourselves. But you can't just turn that on. Frankel notes that, quote, But happiness cannot be pursued. It must ensue. One must have a reason to be happy. Once the reason is found, however, one becomes happy automatically. End quote he compares this to laughter if you want someone to laugh, you have to provide them with a reason to laugh. You can't just force a laugh and even if you do it's not genuine it's not real. so to be happy in your life you need to provide yourself with a reason to be happy A great way to do that is gratitude look around take note of what you have acknowledge your blessings and opportunities meditate on these thoughts and allow yourself to just be happy with what you have So to help you discover, the reasons to be happy, the things to be grateful for. You can do a combination of the following things. You can reflect on your blessings, whether that be people in your life, experiences, things that you have, opportunities. Take time to reflect on all the great things you have. You can write in a gratitude journal and you can do it following a similar framework to what I used. You could buy a five-minute journal. You could do it completely custom or even just write in a journal and just express your thoughts. But that is a great way to practice gratitude. You can also meditate on gratitude, so through some sort of meditation practice, you can make gratitude a central theme and really try to tune into the present moment. You can also read spiritual and or philosophy texts. You can express gratitude openly, so you could write or send letters, emails, messages to people that you are grateful for. You could write little thank you notes. You can even just practice saying thank you, but more importantly, when you say thank you, really mean it, really Dig into the feeling of why you were thanking someone and why it's important. And some other great resources that may help, Hal Alrod, who has become a huge thought leader in terms of routines and morning, a big component of his routine is gratitude. Brendan Burchard, one of the world's leading high performance coaches, a big component of his daily routine is gratitude. Of course, there are actual gratitude journals that you can buy on Amazon or other places that have prompts that have some excellent content to help you get going. And also, a lot of meditation apps incorporate gratitude practice. So if you're using Calm, Headspace, Smiling Mind, or through YouTube, you can find endless resources to help guide you in a path to expressing more gratitude. So to close off, I'm going to pull out a quote from Marcus Aurelius' Meditations. And he says, quote, Fancy not to thyself things future as though they were present, but of those that are present, take some aside that thou takest most benefit of, and consider of them particularly how wonderfully thou wouldst want them if they were not present. End quote. To discover more, this episode with all citations is available on the website, and you can also contact me on social media with any questions or comments. If you found this episode useful, or think that it may help someone else, I encourage you to pass it along. Thank you all for joining me on this journey to lifelong health, happiness, and higher performance. And remember... Always be grateful, love yourself, and serve others.